Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a minute to talk to you about making authentic friendships. You might remember the founder, Juliana Featherman, from episode 34 of Adventures in Autism. She is an autism sibling who created this amazing interactive web app that enables children ages 13 and up and adults with special needs to make friends based on age, interest, diagnosis, and geographic location. Parents and caregivers can also sign up to connect with other parents and caregivers. For more info or to sign up, head to makingauthenticfriendships.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 76. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome. So happy to have you. So glad you found us. And if you have been listening, thank you so much for coming back and just supporting the show. As always, I just want to start by saying thank you to everyone who does support the show just by listening, but also sharing the show, sending reviews, sending your sweet messages. I appreciate it all so, so much. And honestly, every week I am just truly blown away by this community. So thank you. If you have been listening and you have not yet left a review or a rating on Apple podcast, I would be so, so appreciative if you took a moment to do that. Those reviews really do help people to find the show so that other people who might be looking for something like this podcast can find it a little bit more easily. We can just, you know, share the love. So thank you. Thank you so much. I'm super excited for today's episode. Before we get into that, I just want to say thank you to everyone who reached out after last week's episode, after my solo show that I did where I talked about a few things, but I shared that Logan has recently started on a journey with ADHD medication. Obviously, it's a little bit of a, you know, hot topic in terms of like to medicate, to not medicate. I was a little apprehensive in in sharing that. But I just can't say thank you enough to everyone who has just been so supportive and especially those who are, you know, kind of considering the same path and reaching out to me and just saying, you know, thanks for sharing. That made me realize that I really didn't make the right decision in sharing. And then also the people who have children on medication and just sharing your insight. I appreciate it so much because honestly, this is all so, so new to me. So I just, I, I really, I appreciate hearing from all of you. Keep it coming. And just thank you so much. Today's episode, I have two guests. My guests are Chris and Jane Chu, and they are the founders of Chew Buddy, which we talk about this on the episode, but if you follow me on social media, you probably know that I post quite a bit about Chew Buddy. And the reason being is because Logan has used their Chewies for the last several years, and we love them. He is very dependent on his Chewy. Logan likes a lot of oral input. And honestly, it's just like, it's a, it's a total, it's a necessity for us. So I'm really excited because 
Chris and Jay not only share their journey with kind of what led them to start the company, but they just give their whole backstory uh, about mainly about their, their son, Christian, who is on the spectrum. And he also has a few other challenges that they get into. And you'll hear me say on this episode that I had never talked to anybody who had a child with microcephaly. I recorded this episode with them actually before I had on Mary Susan, who was my guest a few weeks ago, and her daughter has CP and microcephaly. So it was actually really great to talk to Chris and Jane, though, because they gave me a lot of just insight into microcephaly and kind of what it was like to get that diagnosis. And then they kind of go down the line with everything else that they kind of dealt with in the early years with their son, Christian. And you know, ultimately getting the diagnosis for autism. And then, like I said, those diagnoses or diagnoses, as I said when the episode with Mary Susan, I'm not really sure how to say that. But basically, the, the challenges that they had with their son, Christian, how that really inspired them to start their company and not only help him, but now help, you know, thousands of other children all over the world. Logan included. So I am so, so happy to have them on the show. They are just wonderful people. Honestly, I felt so inspired by our conversation and all just all the good they're doing. Like I said, honestly, globally at this point, but then even just listening to their journey now that Christian is getting older, he's 18 now and kind of how they're planning for the future. It was just a wonderful conversation. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen to that. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Chris and Jane. Hi, Chris and Jane. Welcome to Adventures in Autism. Hi, Megan. Hi, thanks so much for being here. We were just dealing with some major technical difficulties, but I think we got it all figured out. So I'm so excited to have both of you. I just have to give a little backstory. So Chris and Jane own a company called Chew Buddy that if you follow me on social media, you've probably seen me posting about because that is where we get all of Logan's Chewies. And I did not have a personal connection with them, but we have been buying those Chewies for the last like couple years because they just seem to be Logan's favorite. I love the one that I can just clip on his shirt. He doesn't lose it. He's happy. I'm happy. And one day I just, I, I looked up, I was like, oh, I should tag Chew Buddy in this. And Jane was so kind to reach out to me and she was like, let me send you some stuff. And then we started talking and I found out that you guys actually have a child in the spectrum. And I was like, I have to talk to you guys and get you on the podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks a lot, Megan. We're, um, we're excited to be um, able to share our story and, you know, and get the word out for anyone else that has a kid like our son. Yeah. So yeah. if you will kind of take us back to the beginning of your autism journey with your son and how that started, I would love to hear. Well, Jane probably tells this story the best, so I'm just okay. going to hand it over to her right now. Okay. Well, um, I I wasn't told anything was wrong with our son, and um, it just, uh, ever since we came home from the hospital, nothing ever went right, and mm. Christian has what, what I've been told as complex autism because he has microcephaly. So he has a small head and a small brain. So because he has that um, feature along with the autism, it falls into the complex autism category. And so he is also nonverbal mm -hmm. and he's now 18. Wow. So 
I, I'm just curious. I don't think I've, I never have had anyone on the podcast before who has dealt with microcephaly. Is that something that you knew when he was born or like when, when did you find that out? Well, everything was normal and all the measurements and everything. When I had a diagnostic ultrasound, no one ever told me anything was wrong. It's just that when you go into the pediatric office, you know how they put the tape measure around yep. your your baby's head and they're always making sure that they're measuring that and they do it more than once to make sure that it's accurate. Well, at some point in time during the first year of his life, his, his head fell off the growth chart. Mm. And I remember them measuring it uh, several times. That is so interesting because that, like I said, I've, I've never spoken with anyone before who, who has dealt with microcephaly. So I appreciate you sharing that because I didn't know if that was something like from birth that the head was measuring smaller, but you said that it was like during the first year. Right. He was completely normal on all reflexes and measurements at birth. Okay. Wow. That's so interesting. And also interesting too, because I know oftentimes like my son has a, a like a giant head and I was always concerned because I was like why is his head measuring so big it's so funny how it's like we are things can be so so opposite and yet we still deal with similar things um so tell me then at that point was he diagnosed with microcephaly um not until he was a year old okay um it was very frustrating because I have three other kids so Chris and I have four kids all together. The other three are, are typical mm-hmm. and I knew something wasn't quite right. And I kept asking the family doctor, I had a new family doctor. Um, and I told him, I thought that he was cognitively impaired. I couldn't tell you how many times I told the doctor that at a checkup and they just poo-pooed everything or poo-pooed it to him being a boy mm-hmm. and being slower and at one year checkup, he couldn't sit up or roll over. Mm-hmm. And the only time that he rolled over was purely by accident. Then he finally agreed with me that it was time to get a medical eval at Children's Hospital. Yeah, the other thing, um, <laughs> Jane obviously has all the medical terms and she uh, is very detailed, but the, the the thing I remember is it was just, it was a nightmare. Um, he couldn't suck. So mm-hmm. he couldn't feed properly. And when he did get something down, he would aspirate and he would mm-hmm. sit up and throw he, up. They felt like it was, he was colicky. And we're just like, what is going on? We've, we've had yeah. three other kids and I've never seen one like this. So it, yeah, that, I'm sure that's common in everyone's journey, but that's what I remember as, as dad. Well, especially like, because you guys have older children. So, and it's like, you know, everyone will always say like, don't compare, but it is so interesting when you have other kids, because, you know, at that point, like you said, you had seen not just one, not just two, but three kids in in their development. So you definitely would have an idea at that point. Like this seems not so typical. Right. Yeah. So then at what point was he diagnosed with autism? Uh, two years and nine months. First, okay. he was diagnosed with microcephaly and um, global delays, mm-hmm. like at a year. And the autism diagnosis was two years and nine months, which I already knew, but I didn't want to believe. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a few other diagnoses. He's also physically impaired. He's got cerebral palsy, dysphagia. He's got a gait disorder. He's got lots of things wrong with him. I'd have to think about, about oh, it to gosh. remember every single one of them. But he wears AFOs. He does walk a short distance. He uses a wheelchair. Um, he has trouble swallowing. And he had maybe two words. I think he said dad once. And he said mom. Yeah, he had he normal up, pre-language. Yeah, he, he had a syllables and then ended up losing that. Um, yeah, I'm sure our story is pretty common, but it's 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 um, it's it's kind of a tough journey. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. It it sounds tough, and I mean, I I'm sure there are so many other families that deal with similar situations. Um, but I'm I'm really glad to have you guys on now. I didn't realize that there was so much more to your story than just autism because. I I have not had anybody else on the show at this point that has dealt with, like you said, such complex autism. I know there often are other things that can come along with it. Um, like my son is nonverbal and he is cognitively delayed. Yeah. But other than the other than that, us personally, we don't we don't deal with um, like any other medical issues. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there are people listening who are who understand what you're going through we forgot Um, one big one he has epilepsy okay yeah and epilepsy i know obviously is is definitely (laughs) coming wow you guys do definitely have a lot going on so how in all of this did you decide to start chew buddy and how did that come about well christian was in a, a program at fraser in minneapolis um day treatment for autism and I had to send him to that program with um, a chewy because our son is a real aggressive chewer mm-hmm. and I had to attach it in a way where he wouldn't lose it, number one. And it had to be something that he couldn't chew through in 24 hours or choke on when he was at school or in a program. And they're really, we went through a lot of chews. Mm-hmm. So, um, literally we i think we tried everything on the marketplace and uh, we did and he would chew them to bits so it was like two or three a week he was either chewing to bits and probably swallowing pieces mm-hmm. or he was throwing throwing them in places that we wouldn't normally look and when you find them it was you know it was usually a month or two later and the chewy didn't look very good mm-hmm. so it was a need that hey this isn't working for him. It's even posing some somewhat of a risk even. Um, so Jane said, Hey, can you do something with this? And she handed me her, you know, she showed me Christian's chewy and this thing, um, this tether that she had cobbled together from um, parts from a baby pacifier. Yeah, I used to go to the store and buy all different kinds of pacifier attachments and try to modify them to work. So I used to I used to be in the rollerblade industry, and I know that the wheels um, that are that are in the industry were really super tough and very safe and inert for humans. Um, and so started testing around and and found some tubing that was exactly the right type of stuff to be using. We tested all sorts of lengths and widths and diameters, and then we tested different ways of attachment um, and. Over a course of two or three years, we found something that worked. And then um, 
How'd we get it into the store, Jane? Do you remember? <laughs> well, I, I first want to say that our son's product is the strong tube. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that's our first product, I think. That was our first product. Is that yeah, correct? yeah. And then, and then the holder, universal chew holder. Mm-hmm. And we just went from there. That's where we started. But our first sale was to our our local autism store, and they're no longer in business because um, Sherry retired. But it was the autism shop, and she was located in Hopkins. And you guys are in Minnesota, you had said. Right. We're in a suburb of Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wish I had a local autism shop. That sounds incredible. I we don't have one. I I'm near Chicago and there's one store in, in Chicago um called like Spectrumly Speaking, I want to say. I can't remember. It's got some kind of spectrum name to it that I, I have not visited yet, but uh, that sounds that sounds awesome. So you guys had a place where you could actually sell the chewies. Right. But when I, when I first needed one, I didn't know of that store and it would be a emergency if he ever ran out of a chewy. I mean, yes, I understand. Un, uncontrollable, unmanageable, dire emergency. Mm-hmm. And um, when I learned that there was actually a store I could physically walk into and buy one, I was like, wow, Wow, I wish I would have known about this sooner, but I used to like pull in and park right in front of her door and I couldn't even take my autistic son out of the car because he was that difficult to transport anywhere. The whole car would be shaking, he'd be thrashing. Mm -hmm. Um, It'd be a nightmare and I'd be, I'll run in and run out and I'll be right back and I'd be watching. (laughs) And I know you're not supposed to do that, but she was as accommodating as ever and helped me out a great deal. I think special needs parents understand that sometimes you got to do things that you're not supposed to do. Megan. Yeah. I sent them to school one time by accident with no, um, with no chew on them. So I forgot to clip something to his shirt. When he came home, it was like his whole right and left arms were wet with yeah. a big ring around his neck from him sucking on his shirt. Yeah. Yeah. That's and my so- too. He, um, he, I still have like a pile of shirts that I call like his weekend shirts that are ones that he's chewed holes in that I'm like, we mm. just wear these. We don't have to go to like school or therapy or anything. <laughs> They're like our <laughs> lounge around the house shirts. Cause he, I mean, even with a chewy, he definitely likes to chew on his shirt. So if I don't catch him soon enough, I always say he's like a woodland creature. I mean, he just like will chew everything. But that's one of the reasons why we love Chew Buddy so much because the the tether that it's on, he likes to chew on that too. Um, So oftentimes that's actually what what gives away (laughs) for him um, is the tether will kind of give out because he just he wants to chew chew on anything, which is why I appreciate Chew Buddy so much because they are like so strong. Well, that's what our child did. Chews on probably a shoe would be his favorite thing <laughs> I don't, don't want. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I catch him chewing on just about everything but I don't think I've ever caught him chewing on a shoe but you never know um so then after you started selling them at the store d- did everything just kind of grow from there because I know at this point you guys have a lot of products yeah um well at some point in time well it just grew because um, Sherry gave us a break and we framed our first sale to Sherry at the autism shop. And then um, we started selling on 
other platforms. And I guess we started selling on Amazon. That's where you bought our product. Is that right? And when, really when did you strong. start? Where was this? 2011. Oh, okay. So it has been a while. Yeah, September. Um, yeah, I imagine like once, once, and it's, but you know what's so interesting? So, okay. So when I had never heard of a Chewy before, but when I first sent Logan to preschool, he was just turned three years old and, Again, speaking of things that you shouldn't do, he still had a pacifier. He was still super, super attached to his pacifier and he would chew on it. He would, I mean, he would hold it in his mouth, but like they were always getting holes. I was constantly going to throw them out because he was chewing through them. Mm -hmm. And I had a meeting with like the coordinator of the preschool and I had said, I was like, oh, I'm so worried to send him though. Cause I'm like, he's really reliant on a pacifier still. And she was like, oh, well, she's like, we can get him a chewy. And I was like, what's that? I didn't, I mean, he was not even diagnosed with autism at this point like I said he had just turned three Mm -hmm. and I was not familiar with what a chewy was so when I sent him to school the OT there just gave him one and he immediately took to it he loved it but that one had it almost had one of those like kind of like phone cord like old-fashioned phone cord looking like spiral kind of tethers on it Mm -hmm. and it was like a plastic chew but it it did clip to his shirt so that was great but the problem was, is those, those plastic cords are not very strong. And again, he likes to chew in the cord. So he would, he would break those and chew through those like so quickly. Right. So we were going through those like crazy. And this was the ones from school. So I was like, let me just see if I can. And, and my mom is a preschool teacher and she has a friend who's an OT who she gave us a couple and same thing. He was literally just chewing through them or breaking them or something like they were just falling apart. <clears throat> and then I just went on Amazon and I was like, let me just search. And I didn't even have to put in like, I just put in like Chewy and I Chew Chew Buddies was one of the first ones that came up and I was like, okay, well, well, I was like, I like that that's a fabric tether because he likes, you know, chewing on shirts. So I thought that would give him, you know, something to chew on besides his shirt to throw, make a hole in. So that was when we first ordered, ordered the Chewy. And it's so funny too, because I feel like every time I post about it, I get people saying, oh my gosh, I've never seen that. I need one of those. Like, I feel like even though it, it seems like something that I, like, I feel like everyone knows about, there are still people that don't realize like, oh, my kid's chewing at everything. I can give him something to, you know, help that, give him that sensory input. That's not like you said, like harmful or, you know, causing holes in shirts. Like there's, there's a solution to this problem right. that you guys have, have uh, really helped with. Yeah, Megan, that's that's a great point. And that's something that, you know, frankly, because for us, an OT said, hey, have a chew. Yeah, have mm-hmm. a chewy on them and that'll take care of that. But we would have never thought of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that word gets out there as much as we would think that it should. And I think there is a lot of people that don't know that this is a thing and that there's actually a thing that makes it a better substitute for, for other items that can be used. Mm-hmm. I think you've, you've uncovered, I think, you know, something that I, I feel that we have to get that information out because people, I mean, I, that we always assume people knew, but yeah. we, didn't we didn't know. And then after we use them a while, we just think everybody ought to know about this, but I think that's a really good point. People don't know about that. Yeah. Well, like I said, every time I've posted, I get tons of messages. People think saying like, oh my gosh, I need to get one of those or that looks awesome. And especially because you guys have not just like the, you know, the, the chewy that clips the shirt, there's 
bracelets. Now Logan has one that's like on his his jacket zipper. I mean, we just have Chewies and like we we need an arsenal at this point. Um, how did you guys come up with all like the so many different like creative kind of Chewies too? Well, we we have something that we have on our packaging, but it's it's really what we what we do. We say no chewer left behind. We also mm-hmm. have um, on our strong product or chew factor three product that's another thing megan that people don't know is that kids chew at different um speeds they chew at different strength levels and Mm -hmm. when a chew isn't working because it's um you know bits are are getting bitten off it's time to move up to the next level and not Mm -hmm. all chews are created equal and since our kid is a real avid strong chewer we had to really focus in on the strong category and that's kind of our specialty Mm-hmm. So I think there's a, those are a couple, a few other areas to, um, to, you know, to be aware of at least. And, and I think too, just being on the same journey and having a chewer and a child with autism, like we, we get it. We know where they're coming from and, and people get frustrated too, when they don't buy the right product and we're passionate about what we do. So we like to work with people to find the right solution. Thanks, Jane. Cause that's what I forgot. I didn't answer. Question. <laughs> no, that's okay. But so the no guys... behind Megan is yeah. really, it folds into our, um, our, our warranty uh, on our strong shoes where it's a 90 day, no chew through warranty. A kid can bend it. They can discolor it, but the minute they puncture it or chew a piece off, we will replace that strong tube or Zilla um, for free. And so, you know, we'll do that one time. Then the second time we'll do it again. On a third time, I'm going to call um, mom or dad. And and this is, we do this, you know, there's, we do this quite often where we'll work with the family till we find a solution that works for their particular child. You guys are awesome. I, I love what you're doing. I mean, cause like I said, it is there, there's such a need for it, but then on top of it to have such great customer service to like really help someone. Cause I'll be honest, we kind of got lucky that it was like, I, the, the first one I ordered really worked for Logan and he, he just kind of took to it. But I, I could imagine there are times when it's like, you know, Oh, this isn't really working. And you're like, well, maybe there's just another product that could be more beneficial for you. Yeah, and it, it's we get some pika kids, and they're very, very strong, <clears throat> kind of more um, extreme chewers. Mm-hmm. And so, working with some of those families, and we're still working with some, and we'll work with yeah. OTs, and it's that's a very creative process. And we actually, once we solve the problem, sometimes we bring that actual product to market. And one example of two examples of that would be the big strong tube which is our biggest, strongest tube. Um, we had we had a, a chewer that was chewing through our strong tube. So we, wow. we beefed it up. And now that's our, um, our King Kong tube, so to speak. And then mm-hmm. we had someone in Hawaii that couldn't find um, a paracord bracelet with no hardware on it. So mm-hmm. we provided that, and that has now become our, um, our, our parachewer bracelet. And I think that's a good fabric alternative. So um, if yeah. we haven't already, we're going to send that over to you. Oh, you guys are awesome. So it's interesting you say that because my son, Logan, was actually 
just like formally diagnosed with Pika just a couple weeks ago. Oh, wow. So we have thought for the longest time that that's what it was, but we actually just like got the diagnosis for it. Um, so he is definitely a strong chewer. But I don't think uh, he's like I said, he's he's definitely chewed through many cords, but I don't think he's ever chewed through. He They get they definitely get pretty nubby when he's when he's had him for a while, but he's never actually chewed through uh, an actual chewy tube because they they are definitely strong. But again, I just I also love, too, that it's like you have the bracelet, you have the, the one for the jacket, you have the one for the hoodie that you can attach to like hoodie strings. Like there's so many just like creative like you said, like find no true left behind, like finding what works best for your chewer. Yeah, Megan. And the other thing that, you know, we listen to our customers because we're, we're on the journey with, with everyone. And so kind of what we're going to be trying to do going forward is, is making shoes a little more discreet. So make it, Mm -hmm. making them less obvious so that's a direction that we're going to be doing because we hear that a lot as well. Which is where that universal chew holder came out of the need to be discreet. It wasn't so cute to send my son to kindergarten with a pacifier attachment. So that's kind of where that universal chew strap and the chew holder came in because, because you just can't do that when they get to elementary school. Yeah, no, I can totally understand that. I remember when, when my son before we had a chewy and we had a pacifier, we were trying to get rid of the pacifier. I had found this kind of like, it was like a baby, like a teether that was, but it had like a clip that I could attach to it. And so I, I started using that. And my husband had said, he was like, I don't, I'm, I'm a little bit less like, I'm just sort of like, okay, well, whatever works for Logan, we'll do it. But my husband was like, I don't, I don't want him to have that. I don't want that clipped him all the time. And I was like, I get it. I hear, you know, what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So I think it's definitely like, it's hard. It's hard for some people to like, like you said, you want things to be less, less obvious. You want to make sure that everybody feels like comfortable with what they have. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. So Tell me then, obviously we talked about the direction things are going in for two, but what about um, with your son? How are things now for him now that he's 18? Well, he's still nonverbal, mm-hmm. but he's a very joy-filled, affectionate, sweet soul. And he's reached so many people, the effect that he's had on so many people. And when I sit down and think about how many kids my son my autistic son alone has helped and where all these chewies are. It's yeah. just incredible. Cause I would have never dreamed, never, never dreamed that. Yeah. What's kind of top of mind right now um, for me is he turned 18. We became his guardians. Mm-hmm. Um, once he ages out of the high school program, he's going to have to do some other activity. And that's a very scary thing to try and, uh, you know, to travel as well. So, you know, the journey just never ends, but it has been an adventure. And so um, in the state of Minnesota, and I don't know if this is national or not, there's something called person-centered plans. And so what we're in the midst of doing is creating his future that is person-centered. And I think it derives from legislation trying to deinstitutionalize. And so Mm -hmm. what we're trying to create for our son, because he has this extreme love of music, 
mm. is we want him to be um, a quote unquote professional musician. <laughs> and so Megan, we don't know what that looks like because literally this is, you know, a couple months old and in, in the undertaking. Mm-hmm. He's not out of the school system. He's in high school and we held him back. Yeah. So we have a couple more years before he ages out of the system. But mm-hmm. pioneering the system once your child ages out is really terrifying. <laughs> That's all yeah, it's daunting. I've had a few guests on who have already been through that or they're they're going through it now um so i feel lucky because i've had i have their experiences to draw on then once right. the time comes for us because logan is seven so we have time but i the, the good thing is i i'm aware that that is such a a, a hill to climb so my husband and i actually have already started looking into those kind of programs for like after after school is over. I don't know if, like you said, you, you it's called person-centered? Yes, person-centered plans, person-centered okay. descriptions. Sometimes it's just called different things, like in each state, um, but that sounds like a really good resource. Yeah, I, I'm not sh- quite sure when they made that change in Minnesota, but Chris recently took some continuing educational classes, actually some professional classes um, that you wouldn't normally see a parent in. And maybe he was the only parent in the class or two. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So they're telling, you know, if you're going through this, they can't tell you what to do, even if they know what they're doing. And this is fairly new. Um, in Minnesota, it's a new way of doing things. Um, and so to find someone that's really versed is hard to, hard to do in the first place. And so when you do find that person, you say, well, this is what I want to, this is what I think I want to do. What should I do? They can't tell you what you can do until you figure out what you want to do. It's kind of that they can't bias you. So yeah. it's really kind of, you, you get that proverbial chicken in the egg. And so it's, <laughs> it's a, it's it's a challenge. Yeah, I feel like that comes up a lot, even with, you know, when your kids are younger, and you're just trying to like get access to services, because a lot of times it's it's like, if you don't ask about something, they're not going to tell you about something, you know what there I mean? Go. There you go. Like, yeah. But then once once you find out, they're like, Oh, you know about that? Okay, we'll help you. But it's like, <laughs> it all kind of has to come up in a certain way, because there there isn't like a roadmap of like, Oh, this is what you need to do. It's kind of just like, you sort of need to be the one to kind of seek that out and then kind of figure it figure out how to get there. Right. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. Uh, especially, like you said, as, as they get older, cause I think they're there's a lot of there's a lot of unknown, but it, it definitely helps to I think just educate yourself. I think that's awesome that you took like continuing education classes for that because the, I think just the, the more we know, the better we can help our kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your your journey with your son. I for one am so thankful for for Chew Buddy because I think you guys have an awesome product. And can you tell people where they can connect with you and find Chew Buddy? Sure. Thanks a lot, Megan. Um, yeah. yeah, I just want to make one last um, uh, comment about our strong products 
the strong Please. products are completely made in the USA. So we mold them in Minnesota. The Zilla product is molded in Minnesota. And I think that is really important for us to be able to control the product and mm -hmm. the material that's used inside of it. But uh, we, our website is um, chewbuddy.com and that is C-H-U and the word buddy.com. That's the best way to reach us. And then they can check out all your different products because there they're are a lot and they're very cool. Thank you. All right. You're so welcome. Well, thank you both so much for coming on and sharing your story. And like I said, thank you for creating such an awesome product and one that I can tell that you guys are so passionate about and really stand behind. That makes me love Chewbuddy even more. <laughs> Thanks, Megan. <laughs> all right. Well, you guys have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out-of-Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. <laughs> I love anything by Emily Giffen, like something borrowed or something blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Chris and Jane. I just think they are amazing. I I love it when I talk to somebody who it's like they have a problem and they figure out a way to solve it, but then also help, you know, so many other people in the process, which is exactly what they've done with Chewbuddy. And it's so interesting because, like I said, I'm I'm always sharing on social media and just talk. A lot of times it's even just a picture, not even about Chewbuddy, <laughs> but Logan has his Chewy on, you know, 24-7. It's just clipped to his shirt all the time. So I'm always talking about Chewies. I'm always like suggesting Chewies to people whenever it kind of comes up in conversation. But just a couple of days ago, I shared a photo of Logan. It was like a throwback photo in my stories. And it was a picture of Logan with two passies in his mouth, two pacifiers. And this was when he was like three years old. I don't know if it's come up before in the podcast, but Logan was like the biggest passy addict ever. It was really hard to get him away from the passy. It took till he was about three and a half. And I swear, like immediately my inbox was flooded with messages from parents being like, how did you get him off the pacifiers? Because I had said the caption was Logan used to be the biggest passy addict. So everyone was like, what do I do? My kid is still on a pacifier. How do I get him off of it? And honestly, my suggestion to all those people was kind of like how I said on the episode, when Logan went to school, they transitioned him to a chewy. That 
really helped us. And that is my suggestion to anybody who their kid is still on a pacifier and they're trying to get rid of it. Try to just transition them to a chewy, even if it's just for like, you know, you take it away for a short amount of time and give them the chewy. That was kind of what we had to do. At first, it was like he he got used to not having it at school. And that really made a difference. He had like a few hours where it was just the chewy. And then, you know, he would sometimes he would come home and have that little bit of passy time. But then we would try to give him back the chewy. So it just took time. But I really do think that having a chewy was like a really good transitional tool for that. And then obviously, like I said, now he's just like a pretty avid chewer. So it's something that we just have to have all the time. So that's my tip for that. But again, thank you so much for listening. Definitely check out ChewBuddy. Like they said, their stuff is all over the place, obviously on their website. But I, like I had said before, I had just found it on Amazon. So you can really, they're very accessible. Um, And then check them out on social media. They're sharing all that good stuff. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can find me at, on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast, on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Again, I love to hear from you guys. Love getting your feedback, letting me know what's going on. And again, I have to just say, if you have not left a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, I would be so appreciative if you would do that. And really good stuff coming up. I have had some amazing interviews. So excited for you guys to hear these episodes that are coming your way in the next few weeks. So definitely stay tuned. And until next time, take care. Thank you.